Unbelievable, right enough, Gary. Yes, it is episode three, and welcome to Whose Team Is It Anyway? And the voice you're hearing right now is Scott, and I'm at Sasahans5. And with me tonight are our usual co-hosts. I've got Eddie. Eddie, how are you doing? Evening, yeah, I'm doing good. Um, quite enjoying this uh, series that we've got going on, so looking forward to recording another episode. Let's see if we can up the carnage from the last couple of weeks. And of course, we've got that smooth voice again, producer Andrew. How are you? I'm Scott. Um, you know, thoroughly enjoying this so far. It's been a, a pleasure to kind of listen to everyone's team so far. Um, I'm hopeful we can keep this train going. So yeah, let's get into it. That's it. So before we bring on our guest, uh, I'm just going to say it's been quite an exciting week on and off the pitch, uh, certainly in Scotland and in Scottish football. Um, our first minister obviously broke her own rules, uh, going in for her usual shot back in Shiter. Um We had a man from LA throwing stones in his glass houses and leaving Twitter. I'm only kidding, that was a well-known actor, obviously known as Gianni Capaldi. Um, Dick Campbell continued his Cinderella story and has set up a crunch clash at the top of the championship between our Broth and Kelly, with the whole of Scotland praying that a plastic pitch doesn't come back to the top flight. Rangers... After 240 minutes of football in 72 hours, saw themselves into a Europa League semi-final and a Scottish Cup final after seeing off their old firm rivals. And they will be playing against, obviously, Hearts, who saw off their Edinburgh City rivals 2-1 the day before that at Hamden. Uh, oh, sorry, I've just had a wee note for producer Andrew there saying, all right, I can't say that. Sorry, Gianni Capaldi is not a well-known actor. Um, so just get that one out of the way. So we're now going to introduce you to our guest for the week. So let's get his entrance music. Hello, ladies. Yes, tonight we are joined by podcaster, Rangers fan and wrestling fan, Stephen Louch. Louch, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, thank you. Um, always a pleasure to be the third uh, person on the list of people to be asked on a short, short notice, but I'll do my best to provide my best love for you tonight. Actually, you're fifth. He asked me, not tell me, piss off. Yes, we're going to be going through Louch's team tonight. Louch has opted for a 3-5-2 formation, and Louch, just uh, uh, before, we're not going to give anybody away right now, but these yep. more class, down to class and ability, sentimental, or a sort of mixture of both for you? So I, I sat down last night and started to piece my team together and I was looking at it and it was players of quality of kind of different generations from like 92, 93 through to now. Um, but being honest, I just didn't have much of an emotional attachment to many of them. So when I started to think about it, I thought, well, what is it that I really admire in a football player? And I think it's that kind of bit of a dark side someday, that bit of kind of shithousery and about... You want them in the trenches, leader type of player. The player who is just about winning. They don't want to score like 40 yard screamers or that. It's just about winning and getting the result and seeing trophies, etc. So mines are just a bunch of bastards and villains, um, which, which I think every team great name. team needs. So when it comes to um, when we pick, when you guys pick the kind of ultimate 11, every team needs to have at least one or two of these type of players in it. So I wanted to get them in, so all the fancy dance, etc. that were going to be in everybody else's team. Um, you need these, you need this bit of steel alongside them. So that's the type of players I'll be going for today. Well, I'm a big fan of the Bastards 11 already. So um, before we move on, just a quick word for anybody new joining us to the pod and a wee reminder to those who have listened to the first couple of episodes. 
How it works is we'll alternate in giving clues to our two co-hosts, uh, Eddie and Andrew. Uh, they will get several clues on a player in each position. Um, they will have a chance to guess that player. It will be offered to the opponent. And the scores will be tallied up over the course of the season for the presenters. However, we will, once the player is revealed by our guest this, day, this evening, we will then discuss that player. Uh, Stephen will tell us why he's decided to bring that player into the team and we'll see if any of us disagree. So as we get ready to go, we'll move on to the coin toss now. Uh, and it's the first one to shout out at the pay So Eddie or Andrew, heads or tails? Heads. Was that a fucking brick that you were flipping there, mate? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it ran out of, co- of coins. He said to go see and get a manhole cover, I think. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I wrote H H and T in both sides of a fag packet because. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you can tell, here at the fourth official, you know we're a high budget organisation. You know we've got a lot going on. So I so done electronically these days. I don't carry cash. I'm like queen. That's just, that's just showing off that you've got a twenty dick. <laughs> Mr. So, Money here. Yes, so it landed on the smoking causes peripheral vascular disease, with, which has a big H next to it. So, Andrew, you got the heads there. Oh, thank God. Uh, for anyone who listened to the first podcast, you'll know that this will not be an advantage for me in the least, because I've been famously crap about picking out any player so far. Although I did, did successfully identify who Lionel Messi was. So that was pretty good. Right, we will move on to the first player then, and that is the goalkeeper. As I've said before, we've... Louches went with a 3-5-2 formation, three defenders, five midfielders, two forwards. Um, But for the goalkeeper, Andrew, your clues are, played for Sporting Lisbon, Manchester City, and has 129 international caps. All right. I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. We're going to pass it over to Eddie. So having done my research and having hosted the first episode, I'm going to go with Peter Schmeichel. Having hosted the first episode, I'll leave it to Louch to tell you that. Yes, it is the the father of ex-Falkirk goalkeeper, Casper. Uh, it is uh, Peter Schmeichel. So, Louch, why has Peter Schmeichel made your all-time starting eleven? Just because he was proper raging all the time. It's like he had that big physical presence. I just remember the nineties. It's like, yeah, I think the ideal sign of a keeper is just to throw themselves into everything. They always want to get involved, and he was one of the first people I remember like making himself big. It was quite famous, the like the Schmeichel starfish. Um, he always got involved. He had a kind of running battle with Ian Wright. Um, who used to play for Celtics? So you've got to like anybody who disliked him, right? So that's why I went for Peter Schmeichel. It was just that mixture of he had that what we win, he would give all his defence grief. He was one of the first players I really remember kind of playing for the other side of a rivalry. Um, so the fact that Man City weren't much of anything when he went to them, but it was still that kind of jump across the city. And I think to do that, you've got to have that side to you of, well, I don't care. Um, so when it came to Somebody you'd want in the trenches with you, I went with Michael as my keeper. 
Very fair, very fair. Um, go to Andrew first. Uh, kicking yourself for not getting that one, Andrew? Uh, we bit, yeah. Uh, given that, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's one of the more obvious ones. Um, but yeah, um, there's not much to say. He's obviously a quality player. Um, you know, I think kind of synonymous with uh, just excellent uh, goalkeepers in general. Um, especially for a certain era. So so yeah, no, no no issues with this one whatsoever. And Eddie, I think both of us, I think you watched lyrical about him last time. Any any different opinions there? No, I think it's a fantastic choice. Um, he was a top top keeper, probably the best in the world at one point when he was at Man United. Um, his achievements not only at Man United but also for Denmark and winning Euro '92, just phenomenal. And, and although I don't remember it as much um, from the time, having watched like films like Summer of '92, he, he was like a an absolute superstar in his home country at the time. Um, the guy was just brilliant, and and he's passed that genes on to his son. His son's a top class keeper now as well, but he was just absolutely outstanding up there with some of the best that's ever played. So yeah, great choice. Yep, I would agree with everybody's opinion there, and I don't think at the time I had any objections to Michael ever being included in the World Eleven top class keeper. We're all in agreement, so that's a nice tidy one right away. Um, so we'll move on to the first defender now, and it goes clues to Idi. This defender played for Sevilla, Paris Saint-Germain, and his honours include four Champions Leagues, one World Cup, and two European international trophies. Sevilla and PSG. Correct. Say what, tell me what he's won again. He's won four Champions League titles, one World Cup, and two European internationals. Or Euros. Winning two Euros sounds like a scratch card, so, you know. Oh, I'm stumped. Yeah, Russia dead air is the death of a podcast. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to pass. Don't worry, we can edit out the dead air. Right, and it goes offered to Andrew. Who's been, who's been Googling these stats frantically on you? Unfortunately, even my fans at Googling's produced bugger all. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, um, I'm going to have to... Uh, Gonna have to. Uh, I, I think it's fair to say if Eddie can't get it, there's no chance I'm getting it. So, uh, so yeah, Louch, please reveal your uh, your right back. Well, so the the first of my defensive three is uh, Sergio Ramos. Um, I think when it comes ah. to derby games, big European games, when it comes to seeing things out, winding people up, and just being dastardly and getting cards, etc., when you need it. If you rely on, if you just any striker in the world running through one on one with your keeper, and you had any defender in the world chasing after it, I'd want it to be Ramos because he'd chop the guy in two without even a second thought because he knows what's best for the team to win. So that's why I went with Ramos. Um, okay, we'll come to Eddie first. Uh, firstly, how do you feel about missing it? And secondly, Ramos. Devastated. I missed it. The severe bit totally threw me. I'm, I, I'd. Uh... To be honest, I didn't even realise that he played for Sevilla. Um, yeah, good choice. Um, excellent centre-back. 
bit of a theme running here for Louch already in that he likes a bit of a bastard in his team. Um, the kind of player that you'd be delighted to have playing in your team that you would hate to face and that if you were up against him, you're going to be hoping that the referee is going to be giving everything against him, but you know that he more than likely isn't because he's a very smart player. Um, yeah, great choice again. Uh, hats off to you, Louch. So far, two out of two for me. Yeah, please, um, everyone, when you're commenting on the players, please call, um, um, give your opinion on where they sit on the bastard scale for you as well. That's true, <laughs> running free through the rest of the team. That sounds very fair. Andrew, yourself? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if uh, if we're going with the uh, bastards team uh, this time, then uh, I think Ramos uh, absolutely fits the bill. Um, he's got the record yellow cards, uh, record red cards, uh, both in La Liga. And he's also got the record for the most carded player in the history of the Spanish national team as well. So, oh, and in fact, because, hey, I'm doing my diligent research right now by Wikipediaing this guy. Um, he's also the most card and joint most red carded player in the Champions League as well. So, yeah, this is uh, this is absolutely the kind of guy you want uh, as an enforcer, I think. Although what I would say is, would you see him as a right back typically? Um, would you like? Is that the first position you'd think of? For no, Ramos? Just, just Andrew, back, I don't think he's a right back. back. I think it's a back three. Oh, yeah, sorry. My, three. No, my apologies. My apologies. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely back three. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's it, fair enough. When it, when it comes to some of these teams, I'm just going to say there's a bit of creative license with some of the guys' positions, but these guys would kick anybody on any part of the pitch. So <laughs> uh, if there is somebody you think would they play there, they would kick anybody there. So go with it. <laughs> <laughs> also That's, good for a goal as well. Yeah, I was going to say uh, he's uh, he's not shy of, uh, of scoring either. So uh, so yeah, a fine choice, a fine choice. Yeah, big fan of Ramos myself. Certainly, if you need a centre forward shoulder dislocated in a, a major European final, he's the man that you want to have there. So yep, um, bastard number two rates highly. Um, just checking, producer Andrew, before we carry on, how many times can we say bastard before this gets a, an 18 certificate? Uh, you'll know because uh, we'll start just beeping them so we stay <laughs> under the record. Uh, okay, but okay. I think we can go for a while. Let's see how much we can push the limit, you know? No problem. That'll be a bastard. That'll be a bastard dead at that. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Um, we'll move on to number three, um, the third bastard. And uh, this gentleman played for Nottingham Forest, has 78 caps for his country, and has won the English Premier League five times as captain. Andrew. Uh, Give me that one more time. This gentleman has played for Nottingham Forest, 78 caps for his international international country, country, and five times has won the English Premier League as a captain. This is this is gonna be. If we're going down the bastards theme, and I will repay this this to Eddie, but if we're going down the bastards theme, this man's been in more of a notorious bastard to his teammates <laughs> than anyone else. There, there is. There I, is want, I want team, a bar decision on this mate. because I know. <laughs> well, I just say he's not on the Ferdinand's Christmas card list. <laughs> Come on, Andrew. Um, we're trying to get you off the get you off the nil here. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, He's got a replica of the European Cup in his house. <laughs> uh, would this be Frank Lampard by any chance? 
At centre half? No, go back a bit. <laughs> right, right, we're off on it to Eddie. Go on, tell, put yeah. us out of our misery, Eddie. John Terry. Yeah, get this Thank Eddie. you. Well done. well done. I actually, I wasn't going to guess him. So if you hadn't um, gave that extra hint to Andrew, I was going to guess Stuart Pearce. So, <laughs> although he's a left back, I don't know why I was guessing him at centre back. But yeah, that, that that's, that's, was my first thought as well, was Stuart Pearce. But yeah, um, I don't know. I'm, 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 all, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad I've got my team written down in front of me because I had to double check between this and the other guy yesterday who that, who that guy actually was. But I, 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 think, I think John Terry speaks for himself. Um, in terms of what you want as a club captain, any team in the world you would want him because he has that desperation to win. Um, he puts himself first, but also he, I'd say he puts himself first. He, he likes to be the limelight, as we've seen with his full strip wankerness. But at the same time, he's dragged a lot of teams to a lot of success um, and then went on and like um, was kind of a big part of the Aston Villa. Um, progression where they came back up the league and then part of the coaching team etc so it can be a team player where he wants to be but he is probably one of the most selfish from the outside look guys I've ever seen um, and just does terrible things um, so aye that's where I went for John Terry as, uh, as part of my victory so Andrew those clues were a Wayne Bridge too far for you so how <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry can you resist Andrew how do you feel about John Terry bastard number three yeah, good bastards, good bastards, you know, off and on the pitch. So, you know, that that's uh, obviously fitting with the theme. Um, he, he probably wouldn't have been, um, for a centre-back, probably wouldn't necessarily have been one of my first choices. Um, I can think of other plenty of bastards, and there's probably going to be uh, another one that comes up in just a second, because we're three at the back. Um, but, yeah, um, a solid choice. Let's say solid choice for this one. And, Eddie, your opinion on bastard number three? Yeah, so Louch said he speaks for himself. I think he not only speaks for himself, he'll speak for anybody that's won something, um, whether he's invited to or not. But, yep, definitely fits in with the theme of a bastard. Um, I'm not quite sure I would have him in my all-time 11, but that's why we bring our guests on, so they can pick their all-time 11. Definitely a good player. Um, definitely fits the theme, so no objection to the choice, just he probably wouldn't have been one of my picks. Yeah, um, just just to actually point out, if, just to actually discuss, instead of just constantly saying bastard for an hour, to discuss actually Terry as a footballer. Uh, listen, as an intelligent centre-half, could read a game very well. Bravery in the air, probably second to none for his generation. You know, um, always happy to get the head in there. I remember the, was it the Carlin Cup final, where he finally got to see the cup in hospital after getting his head nearly volleyed off against Arsenal. So, listen, anybody with that amount of bravery... Yeah, I, I'm I'm happy to have them in my team, just maybe no in my my house. Um, so we'll move on now to the final defender. Uh, again, another centre half. Um, I think that just makes it a bit, a bit fairer. Um, and Eddie, your clues are he played for Everton, played for Perugia, and he won one World Cup. Is it Marco Matarazzi? And Eddie stretches the lead to three there. Marco Materazzi, louch. Aye, again, in terms of being a big game player, it wouldn't have been in my... What I'll do quickly at the end is I'll run through what I think is my quality players, like 11. It wouldn't have been in that. 
but in terms of what you need in a team to wind somebody up, etc., to get as a Dan, the kind of consummate kind of professional and leader his team to wind them up that late in the game at a World Cup final, World Cup final, the Euros, Euros, wherever the final was. No, um, it was 2006 yeah. World Cup. World Cup, aye. Uh, to, to wind up a player as a dance quality, um, an extra time at the World Cup to then give your team that advantage, that's that bit of going over the line to get your team over the line. Um, so I, a lot of his club career wouldn't be in terms of the quality if you were picking a quality starting 11, but in terms of that bit of needle and spite um, and the fact I'll probably need um, just that, that, again, that bit of the dark side, I think you need in a team. So that's why he got the pick to be my, my third centre-half. Well, given the fact that Chris Betts' team featured Zidane, I think that, that, I mean, that could be an early bath for, for one of Chris. So he's been playing <laughs> against 10 there. Um, Eddie, uh, that was your guess, so we will come to you first. Uh, Marco Matarazzi, how do you feel about him? Uh, I like I like him, actually. I really liked him as a player. Um, I'm sure he was signed by Walter Smith for Everton. Didn't yeah. have the best of Everton careers, but um, once he left there, went back to Prusia, really kicked on. Uh, I think he's best known for his time at Inter Milan. Um, I, I think he's a very uh, good defender, to be honest. One that I enjoyed watching, is especially playing for Italy, and like you say, he did a fantastic job of winding up um, Zidane in that World Cup final. Um, so, yeah, again, no problems with the choice. Um, probably, again, if you're talking all-time ability, he maybe doesn't make it on there, but given the theme, uh, I think he fits in. But also, I, th- I think by saying he doesn't fit in on the ability-wise is perhaps selling him a bit short because he was a very good defender, um, very physical player, and had a really good career in Milan. So there's not much negatives in there. For me, to be honest, um, I think he's a, a great player. He won double-digit trophies in his career. So, yeah, great choice. And Andrew Matarazzi? Yeah, I've just thrown a picture of him into the uh, into the calls chat here because I wouldn't say this to his face, obviously, but he does look a bit gormless. That might just be because <laughs> it's in front of a Legends game and so maybe he's not really paying that much attention to it. Um but yeah, you know, uh, I think as, as the other guys have said, you know, his uh, his style of play has uh, is very fitting for this team, for what we're going for. And yeah, the, the bastardry in the uh, in the World Cup uh, final, especially, I think that um, that absolutely puts him over the line and makes him deserving of a place in this team. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll agree with both the guys there, Louch. Um, um, maybe a bit. Maybe a bit of a, a stick in the mud when it comes to ability over bastardry at times. I think he fits in perfectly with this 11, and I think we are selling him short with his footballing ability. Fantastic career, especially with Inter Milan. I think that's where he was most renowned. Um, he was integral to that Italian side, winning the 2006 World Cup. Um, again, another player that read the game very well. Very seldom do you find an Italian defender who doesn't read the game so well. Uh, either that or Rangers have fucking signed him. But um, uh, no, matter actually, excellent pick. Uh, not quite up there way. Now, now that the, the defenders are out of the way, I'm not giving them the away. Not not quite up there for me with the Berezis and the Maldinis, but I can see why you've picked them for this side. So we will move now on to the first. Before you move on, that picture oh. that Andrew's put in, he looks a bit like John Terturo. Is that how you say his name? That's that's the spit of him. Yeah, absolutely. That's the one. 
I'll give, I'll give that. I'll maybe change my profile picture to that when this gets released. <laughs> <laughs> so we move on to the Aye, that's about that's from my, my defence. If I was picking quality silky players, etc. Uh, but when you start to see the rest of my team, you understand why I wanted three no nonsense guys at the back who would just kind of um, let's just say we'd just enjoy a professional foul. No, that's fine with me. Listen, it's totally down to the guests to pick their side. And listen, we'll we'll battle this out in episode ten. So we're moving on now to the midfield. Um, and I'm glad Andrew's getting this one because if he doesn't get off, <laughs> doesn't get off the zero with these clues, um, I'm just giving Eddie the win and getting humped in goal difference in the league table as well. Um, that's, so, that's fair. That's fair. I think I, I wouldn't say that it's going to be you know an easy tap in. Even the best players miss those. So you know let's not be too hasty. This man has scored 115 international goals. He has won five Ballon d'Ors. And he has played for Sporting CP Lisbon. Well, I think, I think it's probably going to have to be that man, Ronaldo. And the duck is broken. Hey. Well, well done. Finally. <laughs> Louch, uh, I don't think this one's going to need too much of an explanation, but Cristiano Ronaldo, CR7, what, what can you say about him? I think any 11 that I've ever had for the whole history of time, I would find some place in the team for Ronaldo. In terms of absolute self-determination and an absolute will to make himself the best player in the world, and uh, it has to be Ronaldo. And if you go back to... Um, his kind of original rise at Man United seen as a bit of lightweight, can't can't understand the game, to then immediately show the dark arts when he went down under the foul from Rooney and then gave the wee wink. That guy knew what he was doing in order to win and he's just carried it through the rest of his career. Um, he has, uh, let's say, some blights in his character um, from some things in his personal life, etc. But in terms of a, a career of winning on the park, and taking on and embracing being that bad guy at times. And I needed some place in my team, unfortunately. He's not going to be happy with me, which I'll take, because that's a sign of a winner, uh, being stuck out wide right of a midfield five, but that's the, the best place I can find for him in this team. Andrew, you guessed the bastard correctly. Talk, talk us through him. Yeah, I, I think, you know, there's the great debate as ever, right? Who's better, Messi or Ronaldo? But there's one category where Ronaldo 100% excels in as the clear winner, and that is bastardry. Um, for one, it's a lot easier to hate him because he's very handsome. So, you know, it's just easy to hate him on, on that basis. But yeah, quality player, no doubt. Um, and, you know, goal-scoring records. Um, again, he's going to be unhappy about being out of the wing, but, you know, that, that's fine. That's fine. Um, an unhappy Ronaldo still does the business. So, um, so yeah, fine choice. And, yeah, I, I don't think you can say a negative word about including Ronaldo in your team. And, Eddie, CR7 for you? Absolutely fantastic player. Um, as I've said before, not the most, not as naturally gifted as Messi, but worked and worked and worked to make sure that he was the best in his field, in his craft, and has succeeded in that for me. Just 
utterly phenomenal player and the amount of effort he's put in, the winning mentality that he has is just unmatched. Um, you're right, you've always got to find a space in your team nowadays for, for Ronaldo for what he's done and what he's achieved. A little bit of trivia that you guys might not be aware of, but Walter Smith is credited with making him the player. I'm only joking, I know you gave that stat the last time. Um, <laughs> but no, tre- tremendous player, absolutely nobody can make any argument not to have him in the team. Yeah, just from something you said there about like the argument between him and Messi, I think Messi would be the player he was if Ronaldo wasn't about. But I don't think Ronaldo would have been as good as he was if he didn't have that thing to prove himself about that kind of measuring stick against Messi. I think he has carried that as a player to have that competition to always be constantly kind of striving and improving himself, which is I think we see now as they're both hitting the tail end of his career, I think Ronaldo's still doing it more, well, certainly domestically, we're seeing Ronaldo still doing it week in and week out, whereas Messi's not doing it as much domestically um, in a team that's not built, it hasn't been built for a decade before around him. So that's where I think that kind of driving determination, he needs to have some form of enemy out there to push himself to keep that drive on, to keep him the player. And I think he could still go another four or five years almost, um, Ibrahimovic type style um, of, well, I'm just going to keep doing it to keep proving everybody wrong who thinks that I'm done for. I think I think that's the, the summary of Neil on the head there. Um, I, I'm, a very interesting point there. That's probably the first time I've heard that, but I, I really like that, that Messi would maybe be the player if Ronaldo wasn't around, but Ronaldo gives himself a measuring stick to be better. than So it's, it's down to the mentality for me. I, I personally prefer Ronaldo to Messi. Um I know what you're talking about. He knows the dark arts inside out as well. But for me, maybe a comparison, for me, he's the Michael Jordan of football. Um, he's never beat. If somebody, you've you seen that one, was it was it Atletico Madrid that were giving him pelters and he goes out and scores a hat-trick? You know, it's, if, you yeah. talk him, if you talk him down, he will come back. And I'm not a Man United fan in the slightest. There was a part of me that was hoping they would maybe drag them to something better. But listen, people have their limitations, and Man United are dog shit um, at the moment. Um, through no fault of him, you can see how frustrated that he gets with some of the guys that he's having to play with. Um, so yeah, for me, Ronaldo is a an, an instant pick, and uh, whether it's a bastards eleven or a, a world ability eleven, I can't see one without Ronaldo in it. Um, so, yep. Yeah, he's, 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 yeah, I was just going to say, he would have been on both my 11s, my good one and my, this team I went with. So, uh, definitely puts himself in there. So, we're moving on now to bastard number six. And um, this one is for Eddie. Uh, this is a second Nottingham Forest player. Has 67 caps for his country and was named five times in the Premier League Team of the Year. Roy Keane? I was actually going to give you the extra clue that he told Mick McCarthy to fuck off, but yes, it is Roy Keane. Louch, <laughs> <laughs> Roy Keane. I, I, I think in terms of... In terms of a player maximising their ability and driving others around them to be better, I think that's what Roy Keane was to that. In terms of the, the era of me growing up watching football, was that Man United side from uh, when he joined, he was 93, 94, I believe he joined. 
um, in the long career he had with them, and then he kind of seen the dip down, and then the next generation of players coming through. And as all great self-determined players do, he took it badly and went out the door in a huff. But it's just that thing of always wanting perfection, and he wasn't. He was never happy with a draw or a loss. And I think if, if anyone hasn't watched it, go back and watch. It's on YouTube, so it's him and Gary Neville walking through the woods for an hour, kind of just talking questions, etc. And you get a massive insight into this man's mentality of how he was as a player, what he wanted, what he expected of others, etc. And I don't think he ever expected anything more than what people had to give. But all he ever wanted was for everybody to give everything that they had every time, the same way he, that he would. Um, so in terms of somebody in the engine room, keeping things ticking over, encouraging and driving everybody else to be at the top of the game, um, I needed to find a space in that team for Roy Keane. Yeah, um, Hedy, that was your guess. You got it bang on. Roy Keane for you. Yeah, um, a fantastic player. Um, beloved by, or well, maybe not beloved, respected and, and liked by pretty much everyone in football. Um, anyone who watches football thinks he was a great player. I didn't particularly like him um, when he was a player. I, I can respect the player that he was, but... I wasn't a fan mainly because I hated my new growing up because when I um, grew up in Wales, everyone pretty much supported my night while I was there supporting Rangers. Um, I was never a, a fan of his. I also had a, a very big liking of Newcastle. So when he felt, had that incident with Cheater, again, it just fueled the, the fire of not liking him. But then that just proves the point that you're saying, you know, he was a, a person who was a winner and hated losing and hated and not going his way. So that came out in his passion and his anger. Um, thought he was a bit pathetic for walking out in his country uh, before the World Cup. I um, think it's a bit ironic when he then slags players these days, but there's no doubt in his ability. Um, loved the tackle. Absolutely loved the tackle. Came up to Celtic, hated him when he played for Celtic, but... Um, you know, apart from playing from all the, all the clubs and the countries that I don't like, you have to respect the type of player he was and his ability, um, knew how to put himself about. And yeah, if you're going for a, a tough tackling midfielder, there's very few people that are not going to have Roy Keane named in their top couple of players. Very well put. I'm, I'm in agreement with that, Andrew. I was going to say, has Latch picked the first uh, Celtic player? On this uh, on this series so far, interesting. I believe interesting. he has. Yeah, I believe he has. Yes. Mm, mm. Uh, but no, I mean, in, in all seriousness, um, he. I, I think if you looked up the definition of a bastard player, certainly in the Premier League, um, Roy Keane's absolutely the picture you see there. He's, um, yeah, cracking player for whichever team had him at the time. Um, I, I suspect that as uh, as we move further past his career, uh, I think you know revisiting it um, might have him uh, maybe uh, rated down the way because um, I, I think for certain instance he probably took it over the line. Um, you know, foul in the, in the Manchester derby against Ireland. That's um, I, I, that's probably over the line because you're pretty much ending someone's career at that point. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I think he's a, he's a good choice for what we're setting out to do with this team. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll finish off when Roy Keane 
That sounds horrible. Um, I'll finish up I was on the Royal Some segment. choice of words there. Most, most, most excited about any pick yet. Fraser, <laughs> I will finish up the Roy Keane segment. I'm just sitting going, I'm not editing that. <laughs> That's all staying in. That's all staying in. I will finish up the Roy Keane segment uh, by saying oh, that was a that was a Philip Senderos moment. <laughs> That's all I can think. Um, finish up the Roy Keane segment by saying, listen, I'm. There's very few players that have played for Celtic that I will... I'm not saying I'm not going to respect them, but I will genuinely like them. I didn't like them at Celtic. I was pretty much indifferent to Man United, um, but I liked them as a player. I've, I grew up with idolising hard guys that would get the boot in and do what it takes. and The, the anger that he had against a player that wasn't pulling up his socks and get, putting a shift in... Um, you can see completely why uh, he gets frustrated now in his punditry career. And I think he's one of the most, him and Sunus are the two, for me, most entertaining pundits to watch because they do get really frustrated with any player that's not given the lack of dig. Uh, I think, just timestamping this pod again, when we seen the, the 4-0 the other day, I, I was waiting for him just getting ready to throw the chair through the, the glass. like um, It was... Uh, it was a brutal one. I admit he has had a few questionable moments in his career. I think maybe letting his country down and uh, certainly the, the Haaland incident he brought up. It's never nice to see a deliberate career ender. Uh, so a few questionable decisions, but for what he'd done on the park, especially at Man United, um, I can understand why he's in the Bastards 11, but I could I can see him being there in merit as a player as well for, for what he brings to a team. Uh, maybe not so much for personal ability. Um, so that is us I've finishing been, up the Roy Keane segment. So, just saying Roy Keane quickly. I, I'm just in terms of his Celtic career. I think he played for Celtic with the same apathy that any of the rest of us would have. So <laughs> I'm high. I'm a quite a big fan of his Celtic career, especially the fact that they went out of the cup to Clyde. Um, imagine that how much debut. that killed him. Yeah, imagine how much that killed him inside. Um, I think also as a player, that that reputation. He was a fantastic box to box player before he started to get some of his injuries and then became that bit of a guardian. Um, but in the kind of early to mid-90s, uh, he was really quite a fantastic player. Um, but uh, it, would, it would have been some dab if I had them both my elements as well, just because I think you need that type of guy in amongst your team to keep everything ticking over. Yeah, no, great pick, Louch. I think we're, we're all in agreement there, um, certainly for the, the 11 that you've decided to, to field. Um, we move on now to Andrew's... Next question, and we will say that this player has had 125 career goals. He has won the UEFA Champions League. He's won the UEFA Cup, the UEFA Super Cup, and two FA Cups. Andrew. You're on mute. I know. (laughs) Don't don't fucking louch at me. Um, <laughs> uh, can you give me those uh, those career stats again, one more time? I've never been accused of stuttering in my life. Uh, <laughs> he's had 125 career goals. He's won the UEFA Champions League, the UEFA Cup. Bear in mind, it wasn't the Europa League at that point. He has won two FA Cups and a UEFA Super Cup. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, but I'm thinking I don't know the answer. 
So I'm going to have to give this one over to Widow. Okay, I'll give you another clue. Elbowed one Wait, DJ. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no we're not I doing that. You're, you're about five and you're about five in front. We've had six players, right? I, it's, I, actually, I, it's currently four one. It's currently yeah, four. and I'm 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 comfortable losing by a much larger margin than that. That's fine. <laughs> I've done it before, and I'll do it again. So yeah, Eddie, you go for it. So it was down to two for me on this one, but I think it's probably Gerard because I think Lampard scored more goals than that. Yes. Uh, yes. So. I can go before 2018. I hated Gerard. Gerard was just like everything that was wrong with the English team and the way they talked about their players and the way people got talked up, etc. But he did have that nastiness to him. Just ask um, you've still got Gary Naismith searching for his ankles from his two footed challenges where he'd come on at a derby game and get sent off within minutes. Um, that drive and determination to kind of to push his hometown team over the line um, at the expense of others, etc. Um, as Stephen Gerrard, MBE, formerly of our parish, and may he, I'm not going to say rock because he's Villa and Villa are my English team, so may he do reasonably well in his future endeavours. But yes, Mr. Gerrard. Yeah, of course. That's twice I've done that the night. Um, <laughs> Andrew, uh, you never got it. Yes, uh, the man yeah. who the man who delivered fifty-five. Well, you know, he also left us in the middle of a season, so you know that's top-tier bastardry as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, no, I mean, Gerard's, um, you know, a quality player regardless of bastardry levels. Um, you know, uh, the the records of uh, of trophies that he's won um as a player although never a league uh, up until with us as a manager um yeah it speaks for itself he's um he's obviously a, a top top quality player top top quality player you know i'm turning into a premier league pundit that's great um but yeah it, he's um he's a fitting addition to this uh, to this lineup for sure uh yeah no issues with that for me and Eddie, Stephen Gerrard. I'm like Louch. I hated Stephen Gerrard before he became our manager. I could not stand him. Couldn't stand his voice. Couldn't stand his face. <laughs> uh, was absolutely dead against him when he got linked with us um, for the job. Um, couldn't stand him from when I was younger as a teenager when he battered that guy in the nightclub and got away with it just scot-free. Uh, I felt the only reason he got away with that well I, I didn't feel the only reason he got away with that is because he was Stephen Gerrard if he had been a midfielder for Bristol City say um, he would have been in court for that and probably um, charged and sentenced but um, couldn't stand him then he became an in, as our manager and I fell in love with him instantly he said all the right things he won me over and uh, all was forgotten and then he abandoned us in the middle of the season and I was back to not liking him anymore <laughs> but as a player, he, he was a quality player. Um, could score a, a absolute wonderful goal. He knew how to lead his team on. He, I mean, you just need to look at that Champions League final where he was the driving force behind the comeback. Um, you know, if you needed someone to scream and shout, he was there. If you needed someone to make a killer pass, he'd make that killer pass. If you needed someone to lever it from 35 yards into the top corner, he would do that as well. Um, just an all-round excellent player who, if um, his family hadn't been threatened, would have been a great player for Chelsea. 
So I think there's no <laughs> arguments around his ability. Uh, definitely deserves a place in this team for his other traits. Um, yeah, good choice. Um, sentimental wise for me, he's the man that brought 55. And depending on the end to this season, that'll cement the feelings that I'll have for him going forward. But as a player, well, we've had the the argument on several of the pods now about the whole Lampard, Scholes and Gerrard debate. And the only one that that is now Gerrard featured and Scholes featured. So Lampard's yet to make an appearance. For me, I would probably agree with you. Uh, I would probably agree with the way you think. I'm, I'm maybe not decided between the two of them, but Lampard's the one that I would have probably admitted. Um, Gerard, like I said, can bang the goals and pulled his team pulled his team up as we heard a million times about players rolling their sleeves up. So much so that we featured them in the intro, uh, as many of our regular listeners will know. Uh, that thunder bastard against Olympiacos when Liverpool needed the the goal the extra goal to qualify and subsequently went on to win the UEFA Champions League that year. So, Steven Gerrard, no complaints from me uh, in the Bastards 11, especially with his amount of Thunder Bastards on his record. So, Lois, you want to close us out on Gerrard? I, I think we've all covered it. And again, I'm maybe the only Rangers fan in the world that wishes him all the best in his future endeavours with Aston Villa. And despite what Paul O'Bollum might tell you, the fans aren't annoyed with him down there. Um, they, they are realistic about what's going on. But in terms of a player that you'd love to hate, but you'd want in your side, uh, I think equality speaks for yourself when it comes to Gerard. We don't, if only because I've had the player, um, but instead we got the manager, and it took him took him long enough. <laughs> I'm giving him nothing anyway. As I look at a picture on my living room wall, where I've still got up in me when I met him, but uh, that'll come down as soon as I meet Gio. <laughs> um, so now we move on to player number eight of the Bastards eleven. Um, and the scores currently set at a five, Andrew one, and it's a day with a shot in hand. So we this player, uh, the fourth of the fifth midfielders, uh, played for Boca Juniors, scored 34 international goals, and won two FIFA World Cups. Eddie, you've thrown us with the World Cups. Uh, Maradona Louch Yes it is indeed And I'm not even right I don't think we need to skip through any big long Segment about why Maradona Is in this team Two goals versus England in 86 You take that to piss out of the team And then you score with your hand <laughs> He's in this team I'd say that's a, a, a very apt and good summary. Uh, Eddie, Maradona for you. I'm just relieved I got it because obviously, uh, like I said before, I like Boca Juniors. And when you said Boca Juniors, I was like, hmm, is it going to be Fernando Gago? Is it Raquel May? Because Raquel <laughs> May is not really choice. someone I'd describe as a bastard. <laughs> is it Mascherano? And then you came out with the World Cups and I was like, oh, it's not someone recent. Oh, it'll be Maradona, yeah. Um yeah, he's in discussions for greatest player that ever played. Um, whenever you speak to anyone over kind of the age of 12, really, um, you're right. He, his performance against England in that World Cup, I mean, you can laugh at the hand of God as much as you want, but his, his actual uh, performance in the game was fantastic as well. Um, he's a player who 
even when he was out, his face on drugs was just absolutely phenomenal and just uh, seemed to almost control the ball with his mind at times. Um, so I think it's an absolute brilliant choice of a player. Um, I'm surprised it's actually taken us three episodes in to, to pick Maradona. Um, and I, I kind of think of a reason not to have him in the team. I think it's a phenomenal choice. Well done, Louch. And Andrew, San yeah. Diego for you? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, there's there's no need to dwell on him too long. He's um, yeah, an undisputed quality player. Um, the hand of God goal is hilarious, um, but it's the second goal where he goes past half the England team by himself and scores an absolute cracker. That means he's unquestionably one of the best to ever play the game. And, you know, for the old hand of God, unquestionable bastardry as well. So, yeah, no no issues whatsoever about including him in this team. Um, yeah, I'll agree. Uh, I was a massive... Well, I never, never really got to see much of him playing live, um, but from the highlight reels, from the documentary... Certainly a massive fan. Uh, I love the fact that Peter Shelton still complains about it 30 years on, 40 years on, however long it's been. Um, the hand of God. But I mean, but the argument to that is always just, yeah, he scored that goal, but he took the piss out of nearly every single one of your players in the, in the goal that led before it. So um, Maradona, again, another troubled genius. Um, he lived the life. <laughs> he... he Lived, lived it turned up to 11 and I don't think anyone would disagree with his inclusion in there now, As Eddie said the people always talk about how drugs impair you I think he was the person who was the complete opposite, <laughs> he just seemed to get better at everything, the more out of his face that he was um, everything that a footballer should be to me in terms of ability and attitude and he lived a hell of a life so fair play to the guy Okay, okay. So we're now going to move on to bastard number nine, and the clues go to Andrew this time. Um, this player played for Juventus, famously, has 31 international goals, and has won one World Cup and featured in another final, infamously. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I'm drawing a complete blank. But then that's been a common thing. So it doesn't doesn't like one of our centre halves. I can see Eddie just going right. This is yeah, getting beyond this a joke. Is, I know. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's Eddie, fucking... you've got to let me tap it. This is a testimonial, right? This is the pass to Gaza in that Legends game. Oh, fucking thanks, Dutch. What, what are you talking about? That was goal of the season. Exactly, yeah, that was cracker. Uh, 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 and he's already fell on his face at the halfway line. This is just pity. Oh, no, but I need, the, I need the goal difference for the exactly. league. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, see, 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 see to be fair, you will, you, will, you will go one clear on points with this one, Eddie, but you will be hosting the next time, so yeah, the goal, chance, the goal chance, difference. Yeah. Chance to rack it up. I'm 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 well aware on the St Johnson this equation between uh, you know the, the the big boys. So uh, no uh, no fears there. Um, I'm passing this over to Eddie. I've got no clue. Um, but a Rangers centre half, really? No no no. From this team, no. it's Zidane because he hates Matarazzi. Weird. Okay. Louch Zizou for you. 
Aye. Just in terms of that, um, as much French arrogance as a, a guy from Morocco can get, um, he just had that way he carried himself and that kind of, again, inspired and leads those around him pretty much by a plate, but he also had that side to him where he wouldn't mind getting the foot in and to be in the last game of your career in the last like 10, 15 minutes of it and decide, I'm going to heed but that guy because he slagged off wife, sister, whatever the story decides it to eventually settles on being. Um, but I, and then in terms of quality, um, before this weekend, the scorer of the greatest goal in Hamden history, etc. Um, <laughs> I just had to find a place for Zidane. Um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll go to Andrew first, who has I am gutted I, I missed out on that one, but um, we've talked about him previously on the pods. Um, he's absolutely a, a world-class player, fitting inclusion, and uh, yeah, hard bastard and a good one to have uh, within this team for sure. Eddie Zizo, I think we, we waxed lyrical again. Another absolutely fantastic player. Um, I mean, when you've got a player who they make a film of, or they just purely film him walking around the pitch for 90 minutes, catching everything he does, uh, you know that he's just a top quality player that everyone wants to watch. Um, that final game where he headbutts Matarazzi, uh, a bit like um, Superhands in Peep Show when he gets trapped in the toilets. He, he was obviously just like, this is bullshit, and then headbutts him. Um, fantastic player and a little bit of trivia I've just discovered there when I had a quick look uh, on him um, while Andrew was talking did not know that he was offered to Newcastle for 1.2 million when he was at Bordeaux and they turned him down after watching him thinking he wasn't good enough more fantastic work from Newcastle United there wow they would have loved it if they signed him got to be up there with uh, when they turned down Luka Modric and Bastian Schweinsteiger they're fair having a Maybe we should give Alex Lowry a wee um, send that information across to him so he knows what can happen when you don't play for Newcastle. <laughs> That's a very fair point. I'll give you that one. Um, just to do my nice uh, Alan Partridge moment, that is why you're bang wrong, Louch. Uh, he's not a French Moroccan. He was born in Marseille of French Algerian descent. So uh... I apologise for my casual racism. <laughs> don't worry, uh, we're not editing out. <laughs> It's, it's now half three in the morning, as you've made me wait late for this. I apologise to anybody who I offended with that. Yes, we will move on to bastard number 10 very swiftly as time is pressing. Um, and this player, uh, again for Eddie to take another astonishing lead, uh, to add to it, sorry, um, is just well known for being a bastard, an actual just proper bastard. Um, this man played for Atletico Madrid, he has won two La Ligas and one UEFA Cup. Who's this bastard? Is it Suarez? This is incorrect, so I'm going to hand it over to Andrew. Oh, I know who it is. Oh, that's nice for you. Too late now. <laughs> he often gets stopped at passport control because they don't believe he's as young as it says he is. <laughs> I'm I'm well aware that this is probably uh, the kind of thing that has people who know things about football screaming 
uh, when they listen to me fumbling and fiddling about. But I have no idea. It's um, uh, Diego Costa. Can I just say I'm never guessing Luis Suarez ever again on this show? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> twice he's tripped you up, mate. That's really good. <laughs> Aye. Uh, in terms of Costa, I don't have a great deal I need to say. Just what I was thinking about the kind of the darker arts of the game, someone who can hold the ball up, be have that bit of trickery when you need it, etc., and wouldn't give your centre half a minute's piece. Um, he, he had to be one of my my centre forwards I selected for it. Again, quality wise, there probably was players ahead of it. I kind of went between a bit in terms of quality. I went, I was almost going to go for Shearer just for the fact to kick Neil Lennon in the head. Um. I've just scored a lot of goals, but um, just when it came to just being pure spite and a forward, that's where I had to go with Costa. Um, yeah, uh, like I said, everybody just knows him as a bastard. Um, Eddie, talk us through Diego Costa for you. Probably the first player that I was aware of who switched international allegiances after making a debut for a country. Um yeah. First time that I ever kind of paid attention to that, so I'm not sure if it happened before that, but definitely one of the highest profile players. Um, An absolute nightmare to play against, but also a really good, talented player as well. Um, Great goal-scoring record for Chelsea. I think it's once they got rid of him, I don't think they've ever really fully replaced him as a striker. Um, I know they've got Lukaku now, but he's come with his own issues. Um, since he came back to the club, um, yeah, great player. He was he was great with Atletico Madrid first time round. I don't think his second spell was quite as uh, productive, but um, it certainly put himself out there. That's when I first started attention to him was during that Atletico Madrid spell, and then when he went to Chelsea, he was just a really enjoyable player to watch in the Premier League. Loved to shove, loved to uh, argue, loved to get into little scraps and had an eye for goal. Yeah, and Andrew, Diego Costa? Good bastard. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> there, there's uh, there's no question that he belongs in this team, uh, for sure. Um, and, uh, and yeah, uh, there's not much more to say about him other than, yeah, he's younger than I am, uh, which is wild. <laughs> Um, yeah, for me, I, I agree with pretty much the sentiments of everybody here. A proper bastard with a good ability. Um, I definitely agree with the point that I don't think Chelsea have really replaced what he gave them. Um, I might be wrong. I might just not watch enough Chelsea. But um, yeah, for me, uh, an all-round player that you can see really getting in defenders' faces, really annoying them. And without a doubt, he's got aerial ability as well as being able to just bang a goal or casually lift it over a goalkeeper so Diego Costa's a great pick for me um, just addressing Eddie's point I think he is one of the first people to do it at senior level by choice yeah. um, other than the likes of like Robert Prosinecki or Andre Kinchelskis not where it was kind of forced upon Aye, them because the, wasn't really they, counting yeah. they arse fell out of their governments but um, yeah Louch, I, think, I think we're all in agreement there the way this team is, Costa's a perfect bastard for being up front. And, I think uh, just, a, just a point on him, though, is I, th- I think it's worthwhile noticing what he did for Spain as well when he did change. So he went, Spain kind of came up that very kind of Barcelona way, 
but I think him kind of becoming part more of a team gave them kind of like a different style that kind of stopped them being predictable. So it gave them that bit extra kind of steel at the top. And they also struggled when he wasn't there in terms of when that's where the kind of false nine with Fabregas and that kind of came about was um, trying to play something different. Uh, so I definitely got the skill as well as that kind of bit of steel to him. All in agreement then, an excellent bastard, both bastardry and both, uh, well, both bastardry and ability. So we'll move on now to the final bastard of the 11. Andrew, a chance to redeem yourself slightly in goal difference here. Um, oh, but I, if I get this one right, it's one more than I got in the last quiz. So, you know, that's an improvement. Quite that's very true, but it would be the same goal difference because I think I'm one more than I've got. So, uh, <laughs> um, so you have the three clues and the one bonus clue. The three clues are this player has played for Atletico Madrid. He has won five La Liga titles and he has won one UEFA Champions League. Let me know if you want the additional clue. Yeah, why not? I'll take it. <laughs> Eddie will never guess this player on this show ever again. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Uh, let's say Luis Suarez. Yes, correct. Yes. Hey, what a champ. <laughs> I mean, I never. I, I don't know how. I never had a bonus clue until that last question. But... Well, I think that's perfect, yeah. <laughs> that's worked out quite well. Um Eddie's fuming at that one there. I've, I've flipped my laptop. As <laughs> uh, the minute you said that, there I had to go and mute, and I was like, mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, in, in terms in terms of what he brought in and ability, I remember when he came across. So it was like one of the greatest transfers of all time. Um, in, in terms of value for money, it was when Liverpool sold Torres for fifty million when he was on his way out. He got Suarez for like fourteen of it. Um, it was just ridiculous, and he probably. He gave that win at all cost type of thing as he went through, and then you see it kind of repeat it across his career um, to the point of it's like what football fan in the world wouldn't want their player to do what he did in the World Cup quarter final to to put uh, that ends up putting another team. That's what you want your players to do. You want the players like the big thing we've talked about from the semi final weekend is our players learning the tactical fouls are a thing, like tactical handballs in the goal line are also a thing. Um, so it was just that was one of the biggest things when I thought about this team. I was like, he was one of the first names I put down in terms of he's a winner, but he can also take your pants down with ability as well. <laughs> Much like bastard number three, John Terry. Uh, we'll move <laughs> on to. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we got away with that one. Allegedly, oh. that's all we need to say. Isn't it? Allegedly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. yes. <laughs> I've been watching TV long enough. Um, Andrew, Luis Suarez. I mean, how did you get that one, man? That was so... I, mean, was so I, I know. It was, you know, I had to dig deep and really find my, uh, my footballing knowledge there. But, yeah. Um, li- listen, Suarez um, is a player who has not one but two biting <laughs> incidents in his Wikipedia entry. So he is, uh, yes, 100% fitting for, for this team. And so... He bit me on the arse twice. <laughs> Quality. Uh, I, um, really, I really enjoyed that there. <laughs> that's, that's, that's proper. <laughs> I'll, I'll, get, I'll go and edit the wiki now. <laughs> um, no, I mean he's um, he's fitting 100% for this team, and to get it all in the bag, he's also a quality player as well. Um, you know, part of maybe one of the 
best front threes. Um, certainly uh, one of the first ones that I can remember having a nickname as a unit, um, Suarez and Sturridge. Um, so yeah, it's um, he's he's obviously a, a top quality player, and uh, yeah, one hundred percent fitting for for this uh, for this team. And Eddie, probably more of a bastard to you than anyone in the pod, but Luis Suarez. Hate him. Shouldn't be in the team. <laughs> no. I, I, I really liked Suarez when he was at Ajax. Um, when he went to Liverpool again. Liverpool, like Man United, are a team that I've never really liked, but there was no denying his quality. Um, went to Barcelona and was just absolutely unreal with Barcelona. And then... Um, Moved on to Atletico Madrid and managed to pull them through to win a, a La Liga last season. Um, so, yeah, you, you kind of argue with what he's done at club level. And then if you look at international, he led Uruguay to a Copa America as well. So absolutely great player and um, done phenomenal things in his career and completely done me on the podcast twice in a row. Yeah, there's absolutely no objections. In terms of bastardry and ability, this, I'd probably agree with him more than Diego Costa. Um, I'm a massive Suarez fan. I loved him at the World Cups for Uruguay, as we've probably already discussed. It's just the, the bastardry of punching that ball over. The, the very That's just, just shithousery at its finest. Um, maybe not so much biting players, but I think I need to draw the line somewhere. Um, probably would draw the line at some of the comments he maybe had towards a Man United left back at the time, but yeah, for me I'd say he's one of the one of the players that was really unlucky never to have actually won a Premier League title. Um, I thought that Liverpool squad without him wouldn't have been up there without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I know his partnership with Sturridge, who's uh, currently having a good career at the Royal Infirmary and wherever it is he's ended up, um, but. It, it wouldn't have happened just with Sturridge. It, it was Suarez that made that side. You had the likes of Gerard in the midfield to G the team up, but without his ab- the, ab- the ability Suarez had to bang the goals in and to, to create goals as well. Um, I, I, for a bastard, he wasn't very selfish. If he had a chance to set somebody up, he would take it, and something I always admired about him. So Suarez, for me, a great pick. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed I'm, Like I said, I'm indifferent to the majority of English football, so... Um, I don't mind the fact that he played for for Liverpool uh, or Man United or anybody that that people grown up have given one. So uh, yeah, for me, Suarez, great pick. Uh, anyone to close us out on that one, Louch? No, I think everything's been covered. Again, it's just one of the most modern representations of that must win and we'll lose the plot at the slightest moment as well. It's just as likely to bang one in the top corner on the late in the game for you is just to absolutely lose the plot and start attacking a guy for no reason. Um but keep you in your toes. <laughs> um right, so uh, last but not least we're gonna move on to your manager of choice. And this one should be uh, is there a question for this as well? Um, oh well, sin is If you didn't want the clues, um, I mean, uh, we'll <laughs> I was going to say, we'll I mean, really, is there any other choice for a bastard manager here? I mean, I'll, I'll offer it to you, but seeing as I, seeing as I didn't give Eddie a clue, Andrew, I prefer not to speak, so I'll let you have the clue. Uh, I'll let you not have a clue. 
Uh, okay, well, I'm going to go for Graham Sooners. That's going to be my guess. That was such a clever clue you gave as well. That, that was, was, that was uh, yeah. oh, I can't believe that, yeah. Jose Mourinho. Uh, Thank you, Eddie. Yeah. Oh, I All see. Right. I've been hoisted by my own petard once more. <laughs> <laughs> There's a first for anything you will ever hear on a football podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hoisted people by people my own petard. Football pod- if, if people say that... Uh, Patreon podcasts are only fans for uh, white males, and then he pulls a quote like that and proves at that point of elegance. So, well done. That's it. Also, this is the first time that somebody's accidentally tuned in at Oxford and been <laughs> quite. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, uh, Jose Mourinho, Eddie, you were correct. Unfortunately, you jumped in with Graham Soonis, and then for some reason, Andrew decided to guess the exact same thing after being told <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> well, you know, what, what can I say? <laughs> I'm, guess I'm that much I'm now not sure I didn't pick Graham Sooners but no I went for Joseph Mourinho <laughs> uh, I've, from the type that, when he came to his prominence in denying Celtic a European trophy I could have just stopped there but continued through his career in terms of what he did to kind of stifle and annoy opposition and just always be in people's faces etc Um uh, just in terms of someone who I think could manage this as a dressing room as well as know what extra instructions to give them that they may not already be aware of. Uh, he just felt like the perfect manager to pull this parcel of rogues together. Um, Eddie, the special one for you? Yeah, um, good choice of manager in that once again, he's somebody that I really didn't like. Um I'll be honest with you, I've probably downplay a lot of what he's achieved because he, he tended to only do it at big clubs apart from when he was at Porto and won the, won the Champions League. You can't downplay that. That was phenomenal. Um, I don't think he, what he achieved at Real Madrid was out of the ordinary. I don't think what he achieved at Chelsea was out of the ordinary. When he took over Inter, I was very much on the, the wavelength of they're due to win the Champions League at some point. Um and then after that, his career's kind of gone a bit stale. But it was uh, great to watch in press conferences. And the way he used to wind up Arsene Wenger was amazing. Yeah, no, no, quick. couldn't have put it more eloquently there. I think he's been, apart, apart from Porto, I think he has been fortunate with some of the teams that he's managed. But at the same time, we've seen better, well, not seen better managers, but we've seen managers get given these opportunities and not achieve what he's achieved. Um, Andrew, the special one for you. Yeah, I mean, football's this this funny old game, right? It's um, it's very easy to fail even with adequate resources, right? So Mourinho is someone who's proved that he has the ability over multiple continents, multiple leagues, um, and uh, he'll always have a special place in my heart for what he did to Celtic's UEFA run at the very end there. So um, yeah, no no uh, no problems with this choice at all. I just I just I was waiting to go. <laughs> you, you, the way you started off there, you're like football. It's a funny old game, yeah. And I was, I was <laughs> but you like, know, small boys in the park, jumpers for goalposts. Ah. <laughs> no, I was I was just getting ready to look at your score in the last two to ask if you googled that as well, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, for me, I, I love Jose Mourinho. Um, I, like, I wasn't a big Chelsea fan by any means. wasn't a big Real Madrid fan. wasn't a big Inter Milan fan. But I was a big Jose fan no matter where he's been. And I like him at Roma as well. 
Um, I like him in Paddy Power adverts. I loved him in the Spurs documentary. Uh, for anybody that's not watched that uh, on Amazon Prime, uh, it might be available on other good streaming platforms, not to advertise one in particular. Um, but for me, Jose, just the arrogance, the confidence and the ability that he has, um, as we've, as Andrew just said, that we've seen managers get given these resources before and blow it. For me, Jose's up there and some of the top managers ever and always will be. Um, uh, yeah, I love the guy. Uh, and a great pick, which I'm very happy with. The special one. Well, all that's left for us to do is to thank our two competitors, Eddie, who walks away with a 7-2 victory. How are you feeling after that one, Eddie? I'm just pleased to put a few on the board there, but I'm absolutely enraged with the Luis Suarez pick. <laughs> uh, just two weeks in a row that he's done me, and I, I can't believe it. I'm just next time I'm on, I'm just going to guess him for every position. And we'll move. <laughs> I feel so bad for a day with that one. And we'll move on to Andrew, producer Andrew. Thank you again for your time. Uh, how was your experience? I mean, I've literally doubled how well I did last time, so you know I'm feeling great about it. Um, Eddie, if you do want to guess Luis Suarez for every team, can we save that until I'm next up against you? Because that might give me a shot. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, as ever, you know, always interesting to hear uh, other people's perspectives, uh, their view on what makes up a good uh, 11. And uh, so far, at least, we've had completely different themes for each of them as well. So it's been uh, it's been fascinating. So, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. And myself, yeah, to echo what Andrew said there, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, Louch are very entertaining bastards 11, very different and uh Great idea. I'm very happy with it. And if we've not mentioned it before, this was very short notice. So, Louch, absolute top-notch team that you've picked there. And thank you for coming on and being part of whose team is it anyway? No, it's fine. You can bite me back in about six episodes time when I've had the proper time to get my team together. But it was enjoyable just to pick something and dive into it. And uh, there's a few people probably chatting my door or sending me vicious emails. I've not included them. So, um, <laughs> I welcome all the bastards. All that's left to say is thank you for tuning in uh, for tonight's podcast. Thanks to Eddie, thanks to Andrew, thanks to Louch. I've been Scott slash Sasserhands5 and your host. And yeah, everybody, good night and stay safe.